fellow Americans, fans of America's team, fans of Boys Will Be Boys, the podcast, um, and all other prospective lawyers and people who may be listening, I would like to take this time to apologize for comments I made on last week's podcast. I uh, said some things that were clearly harmful, uh, hurtful, and untrue. I guaranteed on, on these airwaves that the Dallas Cowboys were a better team than the Cleveland Browns and guaranteed a uh, significant victory. I I have come here today to tell you all that those were lies, that the Dallas Cowboys are frauds and that there may not be a single team that we are better than. I, I apologize to anyone that this may have impacted. Um, I will not be saying anything of the sort uh, ever again, and I hope to win back the trust of our listeners. Thank you. Boo! Yeah, uh, I, 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 I feel you, Ben. Uh, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. And this is solemnly boys. Well, boys really don't know who they are anymore, but boys are supposed to be boys on Boys Will Be Boys, the podcast about the supposedly the Dallas Cowboys. But boy, howdy, Ben. We're in a dark place. Yeah, I, I hope our fans accept that apology, Andy. I hope you accept my apology. Um, I said I, then some I things. knew you would eventually get things. to where I was. I, I knew you'd eventually get and, here. I, I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't know. You know, it. I. They. They tricked me. They tricked me. I. I, I didn't. I have mean my to own deceive. apology. I have my own apology to say. Uh, several years ago, the Cowboys drafted in the first round a young man named Morris Claiborne. Uh, now, now Morris was a, a highly touted cornerback out of uh, the Louisiana State University. He was on a, a very uh, lauded secondary comprised of uh, one Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, uh, and Morris. Who uh, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but some people thought Morris might have been the best of the three of them. I believe um, I heard those words. Yes, and so being the 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 bandwagon jumper I am. I went out uh, shortly after the draft and purchased a Morris Claiborne jersey because I was convinced he was going to be the next Deion Sanders. Well, of course, Morris Claiborne turned out to be a giant bust. And I convinced myself that it was, in fact, my purchase of that jersey that cursed Morris Claiborne into becoming that bust. And so I swore that day that I got rid of the Morris Claiborne jersey, that I would never again purchase the jersey of a Dallas Cowboy because I would curse them. And I lived by those words for several years. And then two seasons, well, I guess it was last season, the Cowboys gave a long-term extension to one of the feel-good stories of the team in recent years, one Jalen Smith. For those of you who... Uh, don't know. Jalen Smith was a highly touted uh, top five projected pick linebacker from Notre Dame University. 
Uh, he had a horrific knee injury his senior year of college that caused him to fall in the draft, and he was selected by the Cowboys in the second round of the NFL draft, despite concerns that he might never even be able to walk again. Uh, Jalen recovered, became a starter for the Cowboys, uh, and ended up making a Pro Bowl uh, beside then-rookie sensation linebacker uh, Leighton Vander Esch. And I just couldn't resist. I had, uh, even the day he was drafted, Ben was pretty down on the pick. We were in a car together leaving a, a restaurant where we'd watched the draft. And I was, I loved the story of Jalen. I loved Jalen as a person. Um, and I, I loved the narrative. And I went out when he signed his, his extension and I bought a Jalen Smith jersey. And worse still, I bought a Navy Jalen Smith jersey just to compound the curse. And I thought to myself, well, it doesn't matter because Jalen is is awesome. So it doesn't. I mean, I'm I'm safe here. I'm not betting on some like flash in the pan rookie. I'm, I they just gave this guy a long term extension. Well, this year, whether it's coaching or the loss of Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee next to him, or just generally the whole defense deciding not to give any effort, Jalen Smith has become what some have called not worthy of a starting spot in the NFL. And so here I stand apologizing to Cowboys Nation for cursing yet another highly lauded prospect for Cowboys Nation, turning him into a bum. I have put the Jalen Smith jersey high up in my closet, and I will not don it again. For this, I apologize. Yeah, man, the blue, that's definitely your fault. I don't, I don't know. I don't... I, I, it's just aesthetically pleasing. I just like the blues. I know they're cursed, but they look cool. Yeah, well, there's nothing cool about this team anymore. Um, Dak's cool. Yeah, I mean, Dak, uh, Dak throws for 500 yards and losses. Prescott is cool. Sure. Yeah, fine. I mean, he's getting, Whatever. he's getting, he's, he's basically, you know, I know that I, I asked this to Ryan the other day. Ryan McCoy, a.k.a. Shady McCoy, a.k.a. Pirates veteran friend of the show. Um, you know, I know there was probably some tension, even though we didn't see it because they're both really classy guys. I know there's probably some tension between Tony Romo and Dak Prescott uh, during Tony's departure from the team, given just the nature of Tony's replacement by Dak. And I, I wonder now if they communicate at all. Because I think there's probably few people on earth who know what Dak is experiencing right now outside of Tony Romo. To be the Cowboys quarterback, which is not of itself a very small fraternity, and to be effectively saddled with a defense that is, at best, insanely mediocre on its best day, and at worst, just outright trash. Mm. And going out there every week, and putting on a straight-up show and losing. There's just not that many people that know what that feels like. And Tony Romo's definitely one of them. So I wonder if there's been any any comms there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine Tony's pretty hands-off with the whole team at this point. Um, I could be wrong with that, but I think he's probably – chilling in his cushy life and doing games. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, Dak is 
What I say last week, quarterbacks get all the credit and wins, too much blame and losses, and it's another loss. And so, of course, people will say, who gives a shit that you threw for 500 yards and four I mean, touchdowns? I, I don't even think it's the I don't even think it's the the blame that's getting to him. I think Dak legitimately hates losing. I mean, he said it himself that he would trade all the stats immediately for a winning record. So, like, yeah, I, I think this really hurts him. I mean, it, it is not unlike watching when we watched. I mean, obviously, they're not equal players, but like when we watched Mahomes at Texas Tech just go out there, light it up, lose every week over and over again. That's got to be really mentally and emotionally taxing for someone who is a competitor at the highest level, who's worked really hard to develop into the the leader of this team and to watch like a season that had a lot of high hopes turn into an outright disaster. Well, yeah, in 2016 when they were winning, I mean, that's just we were throwing the ball like 20 times a game. Now we're having to throw the ball 58 fucking Zach has 25 more passing attempts than any other passer in the NFL right now. And it's because Dallas has led this season, Andy, on offense for a total of seven offensive snaps. Yeah, I mean, I seven texted, snaps those guys have been out there with a lead. I, I texted Ryan the other day when we went up 14-7 in this game against Cleveland. I was like, this is the biggest lead this team has had Yeah, all season. Yeah. We went up 3-0 on the Rams, who immediately came down and scored a touchdown. Pretty much trailed all game. And, yeah, we pretty much trailed the entire Atlanta game, the entire Seattle game until the very end of the fourth, and then they came back. And Yeah, uh, it's bad, man. Like, it's really alarming. This team, you know, at its best, at its peak in, like, 2014, 2016, um, at times in 2018, like, this team is meant to have a lead. Like, they've always sort of been built that way. And, um, I mean, I give them credit. I give Dak credit for going out and slinging when we're down 20 every game. I mean, he does bring us back into some sort of close, and then the defense loses it again. But it's it's frustrating, man. Like, they – Yeah, I, really I think without, I think without Dak, I mean, I think if you don't have Dak on this team right now, like, these are blowout losses every single yeah. week. I mean, they're, the defense is – I mean, we saw it statistically. This is the worst defense in franchise history. It really may be, yeah. Like, yeah, like I, from a I from a points a given up from a point from a points given up standpoint, they have not done this bad since 1960, and they became a team in 1960. <laughs> and that's back when like expansion teams were given just total trash. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into this game. Uh, we don't need to really go play by play on this one. We'll just kind of like highlight the uh, the horrificness. Um, you know, this one, it started badly. I mean, the Cowboys went three and out. Dak took a immediate sack from miles Garrett on a second and six play. That was an 11 yard loss. This probably should have been a throwaway, but Terrence Steele. I mean, some of these sacks that Dak, I mean, miles Garrett ended this game with three sacks. Some of these sacks were literally just, I literally feel like if, there had been no blocker there. The difference was about a tenth of a second as far I mean, as fair. I'm not going to sit here and say Terrence Steele is any good, but why are you like, that's just an undrafted rookie starting at right tackle against with no help 
against. Oh, I agree. It's not. I'm not throwing Miles it on Terrence Steele. I'm just like, what are we even attempting here? And on da- on on Why Dak's side, I'm like, start over him. And I'm like, you gotta you gotta throw that away. I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, it's like Dak's facing this kind of pressure every single snap. So if he threw it away every time there was a guy in his face, he wouldn't get anything done because the line's so bad at this point that it's like this on every play. So. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Zeke, right? Uh, one of our buddies texted us like, why does Zeke look so bad? And uh, he didn't look great. He had another fumble that was lost. Um, yeah. But, like, it's the same thing. Like, this O-line's not good right now. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know really, I mean, what they can do. I mean, Dak's going to be under pressure every play, and Zeke's going to get hit around the line of scrimmage every play unless he finds a way to bust through. So, yeah, and, uh, and beyond and beyond just like probably. Zeke's getting hit, you have we also have to take into account there's like a Zeke's having to like get accustomed to that. I mean, he's run behind probably one of the best lines in the NFL for his entire career. And now suddenly he's running behind a garbage line. It's gonna take some there's gonna be a transition there. So rough. Very rough. Um I don't know what we do, honestly. I mean, the we can go and, and talk about these plays, but they're the Cleveland Brown possessions in this game went touchdown. We somehow got a punt, touchdown, 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 field goal because it was the end of the half. And then they come out, get the ball to start the second half, and they get another touchdown. They we get one more punt, then a field goal, a punt, a punt, a touchdown, and then they kneel to end the game. They, so that's what we I mean. forced, we forced, we forced like four total punts. Yeah, they scored four touchdowns on their first five drives. I don't know a team that's going to win after that. And then a field well, goal on their next one, and then another touchdown. So if you really want, they scored on six of their first seven possessions, and boom, that's thirty-eight fourteen right there. Like, and that's and from a, and I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week around Mike Nolan. Um, the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Good. Good. This dude was a horrible coach in the NFL <laughs> 20 years ago. He then became a really bad defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons for three years. He's His a bad defensive head coach in San Fran, too. Yeah. He was he was a horrible DC for the Falcons in like 2012, 13, 14. Their defenses were ranked like 27th, 26th, and 24th, respectively. Um, he was getting shredded by defenses in 2000 or offenses in 2014. I have to assume that modern NFL offenses look like science fiction to this guy. Cause every single like pre-snap motion trick play, it all works. So we can't stop the run at all. I mean, the first touch for Nick Chubb is a 21 yard gain. And then on first and 10 of the Dallas 37, they run a double reverse and Odell Beckham Jr. throws a 37 yard pass to Jarvis Landry, who's five yards clear of the entire secondary on, on on one of our mass safety. But yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. Had his best game since he was wearing a giants Jersey. Like he's so they're, they're scoring like that. There's a lot of just like, a lot of this is just like 16 yard, 10 yard runs by any running back. They had Andy, to touch the ball. We gave up 300 rushing yards in a game. You know how hard it is in the NFL to rush for 300 yards. I mean, you look at this. So 
uh, Hilliard had five touches. He got 19 yards with a long of 10. Chubb had six touches. He got 43 yards with a long of 21. Hunt got 11 touches with a long of seven for 71 yards with a long of 14. Beckham had two runs for 73 yards with a long of 50. And Duke Johnson got Duke Johnson, who is the fourth uh, D, running back on no, the no, team. No, no, no. The Ernest Johnson. Sorry, Ernest, Duke sorry is, not even it, Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's. A, I just wanted to clarify, not even Duke Johnson, a dude that I literally don't know his background. Oh, Dearness Johnson game. before this year was working uh, on a fishing boat. I'm not joking. <laughs> he was working on a fishing boat. He got 13 carries for 95 yards with a long of 28. And yeah, they rushed 40 times for 307 yards and three touchdowns. I would too. Like if you're getting 10 yards a carry on it for every back. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like we said, we don't need to go through every single play here. Suffice it to say, we were going to have to pretty much boat race these guys. We got we forced one punt in the first quarter, and luckily on th- two of the first three possessions, the Cowboys do score touchdowns. One is the first career touchdown for C.D. Lamb on a 43-yard it pass from Zach. That was tight. And then on the second one, uh, on fourth and two from the Cleveland 20, we went for it, and Dak threw a beautiful fastball between two defenders to Amari Cooper who walked in for a 20-yard TD. So at 14-7, you feel like you're kind of getting something going. The Browns come down, they score again. So it's now 14 all. And then kind of the key of the game is already in the second beginning of the second quarter, uh, Dak rolls out to throw. And of course, uh, Terrence Steele has just allowed miles Garrett right by Dak gets blasted with his arm in the air. Ball comes out. They've got the ball uh, on the Dallas 34. They make short work of that. So it's now 21-14. The first play from scrimmage on Dallas's next possession, Zeke gets a 24-yard run. It's his best run of the game. And he like gets tackled onto a brown. And as he's like rolling onto the ground, someone punches the ball out. So two turnovers on back-to-back plays, they would score again on that next possession. And then it's 28-14, and that's effectively the game. Like after that, you're playing catch up. They do stage one of you know what has become the traditional come back in the second half. It gets to 41 14 at one point and the Cowboys do go on to, they get a three yard run from Tony Pollard for a touchdown after a great drive. They get a uh, Dalton Schultz gets a 26 yard touchdown. They go for a two point conversion where Dak keeps it and scores a two point conversion. Um, they get all the way back to uh 41 to 30. Uh, and then they get to, uh, they get the ball again. We get all the way down to the, the five. Dak hits a very nice route to CeeDee Lamb for his second career NFL touchdown. So t- a two-touchdown game for CeeDee. Uh, we do another two-point conversion, and we do a little uh, toss to Amari Cooper. He gets in for two points. So now you're at, a, you know, at this point you're at 38-41, and the Cowboys have somehow gotten back into this. And one play – on the next yeah, actually, you didn't you want to talk about whatever the hell that Greg the leg kickoff was, whatever we did that gave them the ball at the 42. So it looked like they were lining up for an onside, but instead it was like this weird squib squib. <laughs> I don't know. It was a horrible. I mean, special teams is a fucking disaster from top to bottom. So they get the ball we, at the 50, which is the worst possible idea. They run one play where at one point, the entire defense and offense are in front of him, and Odell is like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He be- beats one guy, 
and then just weaves his way. It looks like the kick six. He weaves his way through the entire offense, scores a touchdown, and then on the two-point conversion, or on the extra point, we block the two-point conversion, but Jalen Smith can't pick the ball up off the turf, <laughs> so the Browns pick it up and walk it in for an extra two. So it's now 49-38, and the Cowboys get the ball again. Dak starts leading them down the field. First and goal at the Cleveland eight. Dak tries to throw it to Amari and he gets picked by Denzel Ward. And that's effectively the game. So. Yeah. You had some on, words for Amari bailing on that play too. Yeah. I mean, look, Amari's he, really good. He really is. He's he like is. the third leading receiver in the NFL right now. And certainly when we got him, like I, you cannot say that that trade wasn't a great payoff for us. Like, he has been everything he could have possibly wanted out of a number one wide receiver in many respects. But all I'll say is on this particular play to watch him just kind of give up on that route. When I'm used to watching Des Bryant, who I, I don't even think that's in Des's vocabulary. Des would literally rather tear both ACLs and get shot in the head than give up on a ball that's in the air. Like, you might intercept a ball meant for Des Bryant, but it's not going to be because Des gave 80% effort. That just doesn't exist. Yeah, man. I, it sucks because we turned this into like – we went down 41-14. At one point in this game, they went on a – it was 14-7. to So they went on a 30 – what? What is that? 31 or some shit point? Yeah, 34 to nothing run. 34 yeah. to nothing. 34 unanswered. There's so That's many issues so on defense, man. Bad, like, man. I know we have a terrible coach, and I know we have tons of injuries. I mean, Cheeto's gone. Anthony Brown's gone. Your safety situation has been questionable from the jump. Uh, you lost your starting tackle before the season started. Um, you know, both line, both of your linebackers that kind of form the gel of that unit are gone. But the effort that you're seeing on defense is so lackluster and bad. I'm I'm questioning everything. Like, what made it so that these guys who in past years have played adequately? I mean, we're two years removed from like the hot boys era where we were like, wow, we have like a really good defense. This is so cool. Yeah. Like, I can't believe yeah. this. In his last 11 starts and 12 now, actually, Tank Lawrence has one half of one sack. I mean, someone sent me a graphic today, and I know this isn't fair because they they take out like tackles for a loss and all the shit. But like this year, Demarcus Lawrence has a twenty one million dollars salary. He's played one hundred and forty three snaps. He has zero sacks, zero QB hits, zero forced fumbles. This same year, Taco Charlton has an eight hundred twenty five thousand dollars salary. He's played thirty six snaps. He has two sacks, three QB hits, and a forced fumble. Now, I'm not saying that Taco Charlton is better than Demarcus Lawrence. We know that's not true. And it's a small sample size, and Taco Charlton plays for the fucking Chiefs. So it's a very different situation. But good God, man, what is going on? Like, Jalen, horrible. Tank, horrible. Oh, Everson me, Griffin, total bust. Like, I, yeah, he looks past his prime. You could, like, the sad thing is, is they, right now, if the draft began, would be like the fifth pick I think in the draft. Um, and at least these other teams behind them, like the jets know they're bad. 
the Redskins and Giants, or the football team and the Giants know they're bad. Like they're building. Dallas has spent up to like the top of the cap. And they have tried to get bring in Everson Griffins, bring in Don Terry Poe, who looks completely washed at his position as well. Tyrone Crawford, who looks completely washed. Tank Lawrence, who I still love Tank, but he's way overpaid for what he's giving you. Jalen looks worse than he has. Bad. At least, I mean, bad. Yeah. He looks bad. outright bad. Like, and without, you couldn't pay with no, uh, with with zero with zero context. If you just stuck a nameless player who is Jalen Smith onto another team, I'm not sure he gets a spot. Like, well, that's what I'm getting at. Is there anyone that any team looks at on our defense and they're like, ooh? Yeah, go ahead and throw him over here. Like Alden Smith is by far this team's only name that someone probably gambles at. Like Tank, I mean, yeah, like, not not until Wednesday. Like, I mean, once today, as of today, we do have one more because Randy Gregory uh, is returning to practice shit. today, baby. Oh yeah, no, I'm kidding. But when you sent me the picture of '94, I legitimately thought, oh shit, maybe Demarcus Ware is doing something with coaching. No, it's fucking Randy Gregory. <laughs> I hope he does. Like at this point, like I would rather have egg in my face than like, uh, I mean, I don't know what you do. So let me pose this question to you because both have been said, or we already went. There's really no one on our defense. I think another GM takes probably tank, but not for what he's getting paid. So like my buddy asked me, he's like, how does this defense get better? What do you do? And so I pose that question to you and I'll, I mean, I mean, you can't rip and replace too many things, right? Like contracts are in place. The year has started. There aren't all pro players floating out there. I mean, immediate action items I think you can do. One, I don't want to hear about locker room and all that shit at this point. Go get Earl Thomas. Like, just just do it. Like, if what he could it possibly do the harm? same shit you did with Brandon Carr, right? Bring yeah, him in for like, bring him in is, for three weeks, and if when he's you say awful, he sucks, okay. when you say he sucks, how much worse is he than fucking Worley, dude, or Darian Thompson or Donovan Wilson? Like, yeah, like so, sign him immediately. Two, please fucking fire Mike Nolan. Like that should have never games, happened to huh? begin with. Yes, I mean. Dude, I know it's a small sample size, but like if I go into my job and I'm like, hey, I sell stuff for a living, and then I go in, I'm like, how do I turn the computer on? And I start headbutting the phone, and I'm like, what, <laughs> you're only going to give me two weeks at this job? If it becomes clear that I do not have any of the skills required to do this job, I mean, we're talking about his, we're not talking about like, hey, they, they're worse than last year. We're talking about worse than any year. We're talking about the worst defense in franchise history. With players that have in the past performed well. So I know there's stuff working against you. I know there's injuries. I know there's COVID. I know all that. But like something's got to give. And the idea, this thing where the Cowboys love to do where like, we love the guys we got. Our staff's great. They cut Brandon Carr and we're going to roll into New York and hope that works. Like I almost hope the Giants kick our ass. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe they will, honestly, at this team. Um, the other big thing. So I agree with you defensively. There's not – I told him there's really not a lot you can do. You can try and get Earl. You can try and – people keep throwing out Snacks Harrison. Sure, bring him in for a workout. Like, I think it all goes back. And the problem with this team and the problem with Jason Garrett teams in general was there's just no fucking accountability on this team. 
in their head, at least on this defense. Yeah, or heart. Like, or I think that I, I finally think Tank for last week coming out after game goes the we're soft. Like, yeah. Oh, they I'm definitely. Glad at least somebody admitted that and said that out loud. Mike Lone's like, I don't think we're soft, but yeah, fuck him. But at least somebody's like, dude, yeah, we're soft. Like, I don't know what it is, but somebody at least needs to have some fucking attitude or swagger on this team or call somebody out. Like, have some like or inner turmoil of like dude, if Earl Thomas wants to come on this team and like, I don't know, assault someone at a nightclub and that's what it takes to fucking get them to <laughs> give a shit. Do it, dude. Like I know. And we're just we're and again, it's like the classic Cowboys gonna we're burning a year of a lot of actually talented individuals. Like you're burning another year of Dak. The price is going up. You're burning a, a cheap year of CD. You're burning a year of Michael Gallup at a reasonable price. You're burning a year of Amari. Zeke is another year older. Like Tyron isn't going to last forever. Zach is another year older. Like the pieces you do have that do work, they don't stay, they don't freeze in time while you figure out how to play defense at the high school level. Like it's always fleeting. Moments are always fleeting. And this team. Like you said, yeah, you're wasting one of the great offensive talents. Like this team could hang 40 on anybody any given game. You know, I mean, they could do what the Chiefs did with a little bit of uh, help. But I, I don't know. I I don't know how you get that defense better. I also know that the big thing that's killing them too is we've been harking on this forever, and it's kind of hit the, the rallying cry this week if you've been listening to any – sort of talk radio or articles or however you get your news. And it's that the turnover differential, like you can't, if you're going to give the ball away, which they're seemingly doing at way too high of a rate right now. I do think that's at least a little bit due to the fact that they've been trailing in a lot of games. Um, and I don't expect Zeke to f- lose a fumble every single game. And yeah, if Dak throws 50 times a game, he's probably going to throw a pick. That's fine. That's pretty normal uh, for for fifty attempts. So I guess yeah, I'm not worried Dak, about that. Dak is coming off of a streak, the longest streak in franchise history, without an interception. Like, well, my point is, I'm not worried about the offense. They need to they need to tighten that shit up. Don't get me wrong. And yes, with the patchwork O line, turnovers might happen. The much man, scarier we don't even thing, need a, we don't even need a great defense. If we got a defense that could hold teams to like 28 a game, we could win some shit. Well, getting you is you just can't. If you're going to have this lousy of a defense, you at least need to be able to take the ball away sometimes. Or offensively, we're going to have to be perfect. Like, we can't – every game so far, we've had a negative turnover differential. Like, you're not going to win games like Atlanta losing three in the turnover column. And we keep doing that every single fucking week. We're losing two to three in the turnover column because we don't get any. The one I remember this year off the top of my head was a we slapped the fuck out of Jared Goff's head for him to throw yep. an interception. Alden punched him in the face. And that, <laughs> that worked. Which great, do more of that. I don't care, but Jesus, man, like they can't this we, we have this conversation every year though. They can't take the ball away. And so if you're gonna give away two or three extra, as good as this offense is, I I don't see how it gets better. Like I don't see I don't no. see a team that you 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 can for sure say you're better than when you do that. Like we play the Giants this week, and what I'm getting to is if you play like that, I don't care if you're putting up 40 points. If you lose the turnover differential by three and you don't take anything away, you're 
going to have a really tough time winning games. Yeah, even so like let's shitty throw right into that. Like, what do you what do you, what's your prediction? Well, I'm predicting we lose. Honestly, is where I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, me at. too. Me too. Um, we're nine and a half point favorites, and I'm almost tempted That's to hilarious. take. That is hilarious. And we would beat anyone by nine and a half. Like, well, I mean, the Giants, this is going to be an interesting game. The Giants have scored 47 points in four games. They're averaging basically 12 points a game, the shittiest in the NFL. So, uh, meanwhile, Dallas has given up 146 points, which is absurd. So I, I don't really know what's going to win out there. They give up like 580-something points. It was crazy when I looked at the number. Yeah, we're giving up. We've actually gone that? up. We're now 10-point favorites in this game. Well, we give up 40 points a game right now. Actually, more. We're giving up like 41 and change a game. And the Giants are scoring about 12 a game. So if the Giants score against you, then just – I mean, the alarm bells are already going off, but at this point, just say like, "Hey, it's breached." Like the, yeah. the fucking I mean, city the, is breached. The leading, no rusher, the leading rusher on the Giants is Danny Jones at 137 yards. Like, <laughs> and his passing stats are: he has two touchdowns and five picks. They are atrocious on offense. Oh, so, Jason Garrett revenge game, baby. I I mean, honestly, I think we lose this game. I think like the offense comes out in like hiccups, and I think that we lose this game like seventeen to fourteen or something really horrible. I feel like dirty picking them because they've been so bad. But the Giants are zero and four. Like if yeah, you but can't... I mean, prove, hey, prove us wrong. I want to be wrong, but prove me wrong, Cowboys. I picked you to get your ass kicked by Cleveland, and you got your ass kicked worse than I thought you were going to. So prove me wrong. Yeah, I, uh, I'm still gonna say Dallas wins, but man, if they don't, I don't even know if I feel good. Like, if we win this game, do I? I'm like, oh yeah, Dallas looks back. Like, this is like, it's almost such a bad game for us because we're playing our old head coach as an OC. We've looked like complete shit. Winning gives you nothing because the Giants are so bad; it just kind of stops the bleeding. unless unless they just like unless it's like Dallas gets like. Four picks. The defense looks totally different. We shut Even them out. That, would you? Would you? Would you believe in that at all? Not or would you just say, "Well, it would be like that"? Would be up. like that's that's the only scenario I can see where I'm like, "Well, maybe they've made some kind of positive change." Like if they go out there and they win 21-14, I'm just gonna be like, "Yeah, they like suck slightly less than the worst team in football." That's believable. The only way I'm gonna believe that it's gonna translate <laughs> into anything is if they actually go out there, kick the shit out of this team, and like do it in such a way that like you see the areas of concern being addressed, which we're not going to. Like look, even if they do, my point is like I don't like New York may just not give a shit. Like they know they're bad. Like wait, yeah, if they, they go down if they go down to us like twenty one to nothing, like yeah, we're gonna like use it to over. Yeah, they'll roll over. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, well, I really feel good if we come in. I mean, right. I guess I'll feel better. I don't want to, like, just automatically poo-poo the win if we win because we need it badly. And as bad as our division is, we still are somehow the favorites to win. The division um, is absolutely atrocious. Like, it's really hard to quantify how truly bad the NFC East is this year. I mean, okay, so you got the Cowboys who are 1-3 and three and are yes. somehow tied for second – with a Washington team 
who is also one and three. Who just benched they, their starting QB. Yeah, they went out and benched Haskins, who I know that you're still on the, like, give him a chance. I've been more on the he sucks. <laughs> I definitely am surprised by yanking this kid. I mean, this is Snyder to a T. You go out and you draft a kid in the first round. You give him no chance to develop. You throw him out there with no line, no weapons, no run game. He gets manhandled all year. I mean, he's already gotten sacked like 15 times in four games. He's thrown a couple picks. He has a bunch of fumbles. And then he's already probably like wavering in confidence. So you yank him for Kyle Allen. So that'll just mentally break the kid. Kyle Allen's going to get fucking murdered across the board. And then you hope you're going to go draft like a couple, like you're going to draft like an O-lineman and some guys and hope that like you can restart with Haskins next. It's going to be so bad. So they're horrible. New York is a dumpster fire. They're 0-4. New York has 47 points scored and 96 points scored again. I don't know if New York has a piece to build around. Like, I guess, I guess I'm not, I haven't given up on Danny Dimes either. Although, I mean, I, know I guess you're hoping that Saquon play. comes back, right? Like, that's your piece. So, yeah, but it's not like he's cheap. He's already like one of the top 10 paid running backs in the league because he took him second fucking overall. But yeah, and he's a bum. So, all for that out. <laughs> well, it's just like that's your only guy. Like I, I actually don't. I, well, I don't dude, know what you, to think, Danny. Dimes. You don't think Slayton's an elite receiver, dude? He's caught one hundred percent of their touchdowns this year. Hey, I own him in fantasy, so I kind of like hope for. And then that. leading the division at one, two, and one, which is just any team that has a tie, you just know they suck. There's never been a team with a tie that isn't just garbage. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Are one, two, and one. They managed to get this win over the 49ers, who are down to like pulling people out of the parking lot to play on their team. And it was an ugly win. Oh, like, I mean, Carson Wentz had another pick. Right now, you're looking at Carson Wentz. He's got he's completing 60% of his passes. He has 930 yards. He's averaging 5.8 yards per pass attempt. He's got four Ooh. touchdowns, seven picks in four games. He's been sacked 14 times. He has a passer rating of 66 and a QBR of 45. He's a bum. Miles Sanders is their leading rusher. They're still going to win this division. Philly is. Yeah, oh, Philly. almost assuredly. I mean, even though their leading receiver is Greg Ward, they're going to win the division. Greg Ward. Like, because at the end of the day, like, I know he's getting some some heat for how bad they're starting, but, like, Peterson's at least a good fucking coach. Like, are we are, are, are we already talking about Mike McCarthy on the hot seat? Like, are we already there? Or are we, like, oh, let's I mean, I would fucking break If we would fire him right fucking now, but you know Jerry won't do that. McCarthy's <laughs> here for at least two years, at minimum. I don't know if there's, like, I don't know how bad it would have to be for him to get. You just have to pray that we use those top five picks correctly. Like that's the only you got to hope that we go get like an elite O lineman and maybe like a dope defensive guy and maybe you can hire new defense there. Well, the fact that this, the fact that this, the fan base is sitting here being like, I can't believe we didn't pay Byron Jones is tells uh, you how bad it is. Because Byron Jones, let's be quite clear, he's still the same guy. It's not like Byron Jones got paid $150 bajillion and went out and is immediately bald. He is exactly the same person who no one knows who that is, 
Xavier Howard is still the man on that team. Like, <laughs> it's insane. It's totally insane. I'm going to the Dolphins right now. They have two picks as a team. Xavier Howard has both of them. Passes defensed. I don't know where he is. I, uh, I'll say this. Like, we always said this. Byron Jones was good. And I know you always pay things for the Byron Jones has passing games, but zero his Byron Jones has zero picks, zero passes defensed, one solo tackle. Well, he's only been targeted three times this year, and he's only allowed two receptions. I think he's hurt, to be completely honest. But shocking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. Everyone's like, dude, Byron Jones is not fixing his defense. Like, I agree. The corners are a fucking problem. Um it doesn't help that your corners are already kind of stinky and they're hurt. So now they're a really big problem, but yeah, Byron Jones wasn't fixing this and it's bad because you're not here. People like huh, really smart. We got rid of Jason Garrett. Like, Whoa, dude, Jason Garrett was a hundred percent a problem. He was a hundred percent. We saw every little don't, don't be one of those fans that tricks yourself into believing like, man, like, well, maybe Jason was coaching this team up. No, this team fucking sucked under Jason repeatedly they're just the exact same team under mccarthy yeah just because mccarthy's also bad doesn't mean that the team no that's that's atrocious so yeah man it's rough the nfc sucks and we suck within that i don't think we're gonna be part of the suckage it's like what tim once told me is like everyone's complaining about traffic but have you ever thought that you're traffic and i was like that's a very tim thought but he's fucking right and we are in fact part of the suck so Oh, yeah, Ben. I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep predicting the Cowboys lose until they win. So we might be here in fucking December. Me being like, well, we will lose our 11th consecutive game, Ben. Mine. Is going- Let's be clear here. If you lose to the Giants this weekend, who can you beat on the schedule? Yeah, that's why I'm gonna predict we win. I just don't want anyone to get any sense of hope out of it. So I'm going to like shit all over any of that. Like we will win, but don't. Take it as a sign that this team is in. Let's look at this. Okay, so the Cowboys lose to the the Giants. They're going to get squashed by the Cardinals. Washington's D-line will kill them. The Eagles are better than them. (laughs) You're already picking a football team led by Kyle Allen's going to beat us. Bro, the Giants are worse than that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, at at minimum, because, like, our defense is so horrible (laughs) that they can stop no one. Washington could give your offense trouble. Like with our line, our offensive line going up against their defensive line. Do you really think that Terrence Steele is going to stop Chase Young or any of the fucking Alabama just meat eaters that they've signed over the last three years? Like, no way, dude. Dak might get like savaged like five times that game. He throws a couple picks. They score like one pick six. They win that game like 10-7. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, that's what happened to Philly. So, Can you imagine when we play the Ravens, how bad that's going to be, dude? The Ravens against our defense? If they're not at least a touchdown favorite, we have to dump money into the Ravens. Fade the Cowboys defense. I mean, did you see the, the thing that was like their fantasy this year? It's like... The Cowboys' defense this year in fantasy was like zero points, negative two points, negative three points, and negative five points. I, yeah, we're bad. Like, I hate to break it. Like, I, I really thought we were kind of a mediocre team that we've been for the last five years. But 
we might be under that. I, I'll ask you that. So is this the same team that lost to the Jets last year and lost? No, to the they're definitely Pistons? worse. They're definitely worse. Or are they worse? Okay, you think they're the worse. Jet, I think the Jets' loss was an outlier. I think that this is the norm. I think that this is who this team is right now. But that could change. They could like – but as they currently exist between injuries, coaching – like the mental state of the team, the dynamics of the locker room, et cetera, all those things have combined. This is who this team is until they change that. And we've seen teams make epic turnarounds like, you know, this week against New York, Tank could go have a three-sack game and he like gets his confidence up. He becomes like the leader we need. Like he adds some swagger to the defense. They get seven points a game and better. Who knows? I'm but- fully – on like tank needs to play better. Like I oh, guess everyone well, does, yeah. but like fully on like you need to be the guy that wakes this fucking team up. Like why is Alden Smith and Robert Quinn? He like I I bought into the whole Robert Quinn's feasting because you know Tank's doing his part and disrupting over there. But this year I don't think he's doing jack shit over there. And I mean I've seen Tank have some like good tackles for loss. I've seen him disrupt plays, but you pay a guy $21 million because he's going to be like the focal point of the defensive line. He's going to go get sacks. He's going to disrupt all the plays. He's going to get pressure on the quarterback. And I've just seen total lack of effort plays from the linebacking core, from the defensive line. I mean, you're giving these guys too much time to make plays, and this is the NFL. They're going to pick you apart. So that is what I will say about that. We will lose to the Giants. You heard it here first. We'll see what happens. Let's get to some fun stuff, Ben. How do we got do anything it? else? Oh, uh, I did want to touch on um, Joe Looney's also out for uh, Sick. I don't know how Good. long. We're so deep at OL. That should go totally fine. But he's out. And then Schultz is questionable. Probably going to play. Tyron's questionable. He'll be questionable the rest of the fucking season, just so people know. But he'll play this week. You know, at least. I felt then I signed Dalton Schultz in fantasy. <laughs> Dude, we hate Schultz. Like he's I getting love. Yeah, he's we playing are, we really are, well. Dude, it sucks. The 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 Schultz season squad cannot overtake Blake Jarwin era team. All right, and Blake dude, Jarwin is, is Blake Jarwin getting Romo'd right now. Is he getting bledsoed by dude? Schultz we might be undefeated if Blake Jarwin was here because we wouldn't have dropped that fucking ball Schultz did or fumbled fair, that ball Schultz did. Fair. If Dalton Schultz is on the field, is the ref so intimidated that he won't? give Ramsey that call in the Rams game? We'll never know. Schultz, I mean, Gallup probably doesn't even get the target. It probably goes to Starwin. Yeah, and he takes it the distance. He houses (laughs) that shit. And then he runs to the sideline and taps Jalen Ramsey on the ass. was like, nice coverage, bud. (laughs) Nice. And Ramsey likes it. He's into it. You see that golden tape? Ramsey fight over Golden Tate's sisters. Yeah, that's hilarious. That just shows you that, like, even at that level, it's such a small world. Like, the world is just weirdly small among, like, (laughs) industries. Like, and so, yeah, they're all dating each other's, like, ex girlfriends, sisters. There's only, like, a hundred, you know, there's only, like, 500 people in that stratosphere. And so, like, they're all kind of intermingled. It's very strange. And and Drake has dated like half of the girls that they date, so it's all very. They all have a weird tangential connection to October's very own. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty accurately. Um, the Giants, by the way, Andy, have not scored over. What am I looking at? 
like 17 points this year. 16 right, points. Get, get ready, baby. 30-point day for the Giants incoming. Hammer that over. They actually held the Rams to 17, though, last week. Did you see that game? That was yeah, fun. I did. It was really ugly. Yeah, so um, good luck, what's man. The, uh, what's the what's the under-over on this game? I just want to briefly look at that. Uh, the first one that I saw. I guess we should, we should just get into. Uh, so if if you, as always, if you are uh, morally or uh, for for, you know, your your normal reasons against sports gambling of any kind, please feel free to turn this off now. Uh, if you're not and you're fucking cool. Welcome. And to likewise, if you just fast forwarded to this point, you have arrived at the bets will be bets portion. The Cowboys talk is done. Their season might be done. Um, and while the boy, and while the Cowboys may be fucking losers, I'll tell you who's not fucking me and Ben. Yes. So let's review last week's games. Um, we got a little screwed about the Steelers Titans getting, uh, postponed. We had money on Pittsburgh as a dog would have been great. So NFL fucking us a little bit there. Um, as much as I, as much as I talked about putting money on the Cowboys, I did not. Andy talked me out of it. So. We actually did You're not welcome. lose that bet. Yeah, saved us 20 units there. Um, we faded the Jets on Thursday. We decided to go ahead. The fucking Jets lost to Brett fucking Ripon, baby. Fuck yeah. We're 4-0 fading the goddamn Jets this year. And it's, let me uh, tell you, we're about to be fucking 5-0. and Yes, sir. Then we bet on Seattle, uh, like seven-point favorites over the Dolphins. They won by eight. Then we bet on the Ravens, 13 and a half point favorites. They won by 14. God, we walked the line. We did lose the Cardinals bet. Uh, Cliff doing Cliff things and losing weird games. We got to kind of watch them. Um, but they're playing but, the Jets this week. So. But this week they're playing the Jets, so don't worry about that better. It's like literally run in place. In fact, it's only like a seven-point spread or some shit. Right, Andy? Are you looking I at it? I believe so. Yes, I was actually trying to find that game. Pull mine up here. Last I looked, it was like a seven-point game. But we're up with that. We are. What did I text you the other day? What is our What is our record right now? Eleven and seven. Eleven and seven. We're up forty-four units right now. Hell yeah! We're in a great place. Um, Can I give you my lock of the week? Uh, yes, you may. Go ahead. My lock of the week. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Oh my god! Lock of the week. Carolina Panthers plus one at Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are bums, and they will lose to the Panthers, who are 2-0 since McCaffrey went down. Chark balling. Hmm. Carolina Panthers about to ball. Okay. Um, I don't hmm, I don't know. I keep thinking Atlanta's better than they are, but they stink. So and Julio's out this week, probably. So yeah, I guess I can see that. Okay, I don't hate it. Obviously, we're fading the Jets. That's a lock. I'm looking for their line right now. Guys. It's like not on here. I don't know where that would be. Is it because of COVID? Do we have more COVID shit come out? Oh, no. Yeah, there's only like 10 games on here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals versus Jets. Well... Obviously, we're going to fade the Jets. But no in-person right. attendance. That's weird. It's like a f it's like definitely happening. 
Why would there not be a line? <laughs> I wonder. Are they just cutting off? Are they just having to pay out so many bets on the Jets <laughs> now that they're just like no one is allowed to fade the Jets anymore? What is it? Jets versus Cardinals? This is weird. It's just someone not knows something here. we don't. Dude, there must be there must be something going on with like COVID. I know a lot of games are getting jets Jacked with. Yeah. Okay. Well. Cardinals. Another one that I also uh, do like: Seahawks versus Minnesota Vikings. It's in Seattle. Seahawks are a seven-point favorite. I think uh, Russ cooks. I don't hate that. I I told you this week I don't really love a lot of bets. I'm thinking no, no, it's not a great week. I'm thinking we take like a couple here that we two that we like fade the Jets. If you're really gung ho about the Panthers, I'll put it on that because I don't really have a big lock that I love. And then we we'll use our other twenty and we get a little parlay going. Okay, okay. So looking at the parlay. It's backfired a few times, betting against the Bills, but I might want that Mahomes money, man. What's the line? Three and a half. With no over-under and no money line. <laughs> I know. These lines look really weird right now on Bovada, man. For a, especially for Wednesday. Like, dude, it's fucking Wednesday. Like, the games start tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they're updating their odds. I don't, but they do that live. This is very strange. We're sorry, bets will be bets fans. Um, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Well, obviously we're gonna fade the Jets. That's one of our bets. We're obviously yep. if you if you feel the lock on the Panthers, I'll trust your lock. So now, like I said, let's do a little parlay and put three teams. Um, I like the Rams as bad as they looked. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know about Kyle Allen. Does he? Give yeah, I'm kind of worried about that. Kind of worried about I that one. He sucks, but like, could he give them enough of a lift to not suck as bad? I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Seven and a half's a lot. So getting inside that, not as hard what about, as pick. What about Pittsburgh and Philly? It's seven. I was looking at that. Seven. I, I, you know, like a week ago before they beat the Niners, I would have been like <laughs> hammered that shit because Philly's that bad. But they just, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I, I would say the Steelers are seven points better. Um, well, also, we can, honestly, the over/under of forty-four is pretty attractive too. You want to pound the over or the under? I, I would, I would almost say like parlay Steelers money line and the over. Yeah, so take Steelers money line parlay with the over. I was thinking that. So like money line, a couple teams we just expect to win. We don't even have to take spreads. So like. I expect the Rams to win for sure. I expect Pittsburgh to win for sure. Like, all right, let's see this. Let's see if I parlay just a couple. We'll do this in, in real time. So let's do that. Let's say the Rams. I like Pitts to win straight up. Ooh, okay. A big favorite. And then we like the Seahawks straight up, eh? And then put those all together with the over of the Steelers Eagles game. So if we just pick Seattle Pitt and the Rams, a three team parlay money line, since they're all favorites, it's pretty much just a one-to-one bet, but not but terrible. Not terrible, honestly, because I think all three of those teams win. You know, That's a lot. Yeah. And then if you want to take the over and also on that, then yeah, then yeah, you can make it 
then we get like ooh, ooh, the over makes it real interesting. Then we get like a one to three payout, so twenty risk, sixty two unit payout. That's what I'm talking about. Do we got to hammer that over? So we need Pittsburgh to win, and we need somebody to go off in that game. Dude, that could Boy. easily happen. That could easily happen because we yeah. just need the. All we need is for Philly to put up like seventeen, and then for like Pittsburgh to score like twenty-eight. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So we just need Pittsburgh to win, the over to hit, and then we just need Seattle to beat the Vikings, which I don't. I and the Rams Seattle. to beat Washington. Yeah. Dude, I like that. Let's do that. That full parlay and call it a day. Three to one, baby. Yeah, so yeah, we put 20 units on that. We win 62. That seems real easy. We just need no one to get upset. And then Philly and Pitt to hit over. All we need is straight chalk and for everyone to play like we expect them to, and we'll make a lot of money. (laughs) Dude, this betting it's easy. Why doesn't everyone do this? Dude, this would be a big hit. This would put us like, if this hits and our other hits, dude, we will officially be up like 100 units on this. Hell yeah. All right, let's fucking do it. Double the bankroll. All right, so we'll be uh, we'll, anything else before we sign out, Ben? No, 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 no. We're doing great, right. man. Uh, well, bets will uh, be bets. It's great. As soon the podcast is going to turn into like ten minutes, and bets will be bets. We'll turn. It'll into just be life. us like bitching for ten minutes, and then talking about sports betting for an hour. So, yeah. well, as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, lock in those bets, like we just called out. We'll be back uh, next week to talk about how we did on those and uh, probably highlight the humiliating defeat of the Dallas Cowboys to the New York Giants. Uh, as always, uh, if you've liked what you've heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, and leave a rating on the podcast. We always love to hear some feedback from the viewership. Uh, and if you'd like to reach out to us, feel free to hit us up on any of our socials. We got the Twitters, we got the Instagrams, or just shoot us an email. Uh, it's in the description of the podcast episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, Andy Gatelli, Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Bulls Will Be Boys, Bets Will Be Bets. Take it easy. Peace.